Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic. So join us as we figure it out together. Caring for a newborn can be one of the most stressful times for a married couple. But it can also be a very rewarding experience when you stay focused on your marital needs and take intentional steps to keep your marriage strong. Today, we're going to have a heart-to-heart talk with dads on what our spouses really need after having a baby and how to keep our marriage strong with a newborn added to the marriage equation. My name is Aaron and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. Today with me, I have two dads, Joshua and Raphael. Welcome to the show. Hi, Aaron. Hello, good to be here. Thanks for having us. So, quick question to both of you. you know, how long have you been married and how old are your children? Okay, uh, I'm Josh and uh, I've been married for about 18 years. And uh, I have two girls, uh, age 15 and 13. I'm Rafael, so I've been married only a year and three months, a fraction of Josh's. And my daughter is five months old. Five months, okay. So, you know, Rafael, you are the one with the newborn right now. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us what's your experience like? Uh, it's definitely been exciting, but also exhausting. <laughs> yeah, so I think the initial weeks were just more exhaustion, now learning to balance between parenting and work and trying to find that sweet spot every day. So do you notice any challenge for yourself, you know, with your spouse while you're taking care of your newborn? Oh, definitely. I think with the whole coming back to work, there's limited time uh, at home. So by the time you get back from work, um, there's, uh, you have to invest in the marriage, you know, filling my spouse's love tank, but also needing to bond with my kid um, and all before her bedtime. And so it's been really challenging trying to, I think, squeeze those hours in and make it count. So just, just a question. Uh, do you use up all your paternity leave yet? Yes, I used it up immediately. <laughs> it's like not enough. Not enough. Oh, Two weeks okay. is too short. Okay. Yeah. So, so Josh, yeah, you know, you're hearing Ralph. Do you remember the times that you had a newborn? It's very interesting because uh, in preparation for this uh, recording, I was talking to my wife and uh, just asking her about, you know, the time which, whether she remembered those uh, uh, times of uh, sleeplessness and, you know, having to be a new parent. And uh, for the life of us, we actually cannot remember much. <laughs> Maybe for, for the better, but I think uh, it brought to mind a very interesting point is that I think sometimes uh, as an uh, older parent, right, we tend to, uh, you know, advise younger dads and say, no worry, you'll get over this, you know, you'll, you'll do fine, but not realizing that actually there is a process, you know, there is, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, ups, the ups and downs, you know, of uh, having to be a new parent. So as an older parent, I, I, I realized and have to be very intentional not to give too much quick advice. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been a long time, but yes, I do remember those uh, time of uh, sleeplessness and uh, just having to, making sure that we are on the right day and uh, on schedule with things. Uh, yeah, so those, those are really the experiences of a new, new parent. So today we're going to have a candid conversation with you new know, learning from this uh, a little bit more senior dad, you know, who, who has, <laughs> has been through this journey. And maybe for, for us as younger dads to, to pick up certain uh, tips for ourselves and how we can actually, uh, you know, relate with our spouse. So maybe Joshua, can you help us understand, you know, when our wife uh, has that newborn, right? What are the needs that, that our wives have? I think one of the key things, uh, which as, I, as I'm processing, right, uh, the whole area of being a new parent, I realized that 
being a team, you know, is very important. Uh, not only being a team, but having the mindset of, uh, of being in a team that uh, taking care of the child, uh, you know, uh, having to, to uh, chip in, to be a hands-on dad, all this requires uh, a very, very intentional thoughts as well as action. And so just, just being, being uh, as a team with your wife to remember that we are in this together and uh, to be hands-on, uh, I think goes a long way. To, to basically give our wife the attention that she needs. And so these are basically the, the areas that I feel that uh, it's important. We have to start with that mindset first, that this is not uh, all on, on our wife or all on us, but we are doing this together as a team. So Raf, were there any like practical things that you did recently you know, to show your wife attention? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I want to agree with Josh. I think especially in the initial weeks, it can be so overwhelming, uh, me and my wife trying to care for a newborn, that uh, sometimes if I'm not careful, I'm just treating my wife as the nursing machine. Mm. <laughs> you know, like maybe just bringing my wife, uh, my, my baby to my wife to, uh, for her to nurse. Um, but I think learning to be intentional in putting her first, and helping her to understand that uh, she's first, and then followed by the baby. And then that, I think, strengthens the teamwork. Um, I guess in terms of what I can do is, since I cannot nurse, I have to do, I think I want to be mindful to do the things that I can do, like mm. uh, changing my kids' diapers, uh, bathing her, finding different ways to soothe her and, and rock her to uh, maybe just even buy my wife time as she, you know, wakes up from her sleep and to rock her with a hungry baby. Um, so I think, and helping with the household chores definitely as well. I think uh, these are very helpful ways. Yeah, I want to agree with Rob because I think this is basically the exact same thing that my wife said was very helpful for her because, uh, yes, while we cannot nurse our, our children, but all these other things, little things that we do for our wives actually adds, you know, adds on to helping her feel comfortable in a new role. Mm. So the attention is not only just on the newborn, but the fact that you are actually paying attention to your wife, exactly. making sure that the uh, needs are met, um, that she has enough rest, and that she's not the one doing every single thing. And I think the, the fact that we have paternity leave now that allows us, you know, the, the flexibility of time as well to, to really uh, engage in that. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, now that, that you are having a, a child, a newborn, and, you know, as, as a man, right, that sometimes that we want to have time, one-on-one -on -one time with our spouse, but with, is that possible? Is that, um, you know, something that we can afford to do, you know, to show affection to our spouse? Yeah, I think that's important. Uh... As fathers, I think we, we feel that, for me, I feel probably we are unsure of how to even initiate intimacy with our wife, you know, seeing, seeing how tired she is or, you know, how, how really stressed out she is. But I think it's important for us to have an open communication uh, to really share about how we feel, you know. And uh, I think as fathers, we also need to know that, uh, that physical intimacy is not always, you know, about sex. Is about you know just being there you know for our wife, uh, even uh, uh, a cuddle, a hug, you know a back massage. All this uh, speaks volume in terms of in terms of intimacy, and I think this is basically where we really need to have an open communication and and sometimes conversation uh, as well. You know speaks uh, towards this whole area of intimacy as well. Not necessarily just physical intimacy, exactly. but also yeah. emotional intimacy. Like, you know, the moments where I, I know a lot of moms uh, sometimes feel like they are not doing enough, they're, not, they're unsure because they could be first-time moms as well. And whether the husband is there to support, exactly. to, to be just there, to have those deeper conversations. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rafael, do you think this is something that has been, you know, you've been practicing? Uh, yeah. So before my daughter came along, we used to set aside a day a week for date night. Mm. Um, but if anyone with a newborn will realize date night is out of the window. Not every night. Yeah. So, so okay, let, let me get to that. So I think I, I had to move away from this idea of a structured date night mm. to uh, catching moments to connect throughout the day even as we uh, do the logistics of caring for a newborn, um, uh, to really learn to be there, to affirm each other, say so simple things like thank you for making dinner, mm. uh, thank you for taking her. Uh, because right now, our so-called date night is basically my kid's nap time. <laughs> when she naps, then we can spend time together. And I think we have to be quick to catch these moments. Um, I think especially balancing between parenting and work, it can be easy to use these moments for work because um, you want to catch up on, on stuff. Um, but I think learning to be mindful that this is also opportunities to connect emotionally. Yeah, I think that's something I'm still trying to practice and be more intentional about. Okay, um, you know, you mentioned about the attention to our spouse, the affection that we can give. Um, there's a couple of A's that we, we've been addressing already. And I think the next two that we want to talk about is appreciation and affirmation. How can husbands be generous in doing that? Yeah, I think one of the key things, uh, Aaron, is that we, of course, there's a saying that, you know, how we need to catch our spouses uh, doing something right and basically being able to, to affirm them on that. And uh, we, uh, I mean, it's as simple as like thanking them for, you know, for, for preparing a meal or, you know, uh, just, just affirming them of uh, who they are. And uh, I think one of the things we, they probably feel uh, really stressed out about is just uh, playing, having this new role of motherhood and just being able to affirm that, you know, that they are actually doing a good job. And to basically not be in a rush to, to see the progress of our children. And I think that's one of the things that my wife struggled. Like, you know, uh, she'll be looking at a book and seeing, okay, all the milestones. And sometimes when the child doesn't cross that milestone, that she gets really stressed out. But to be able to affirm her that, yeah, she's doing all, uh, or rather we are doing all that we can, and we have to allow our children to grow according to, you know, to, to hit that milestones uh, on their own, uh, to affirm that she's doing a good job, you know, to affirm how, who she is. You know, I know we, we talk about looks and everything, but I think we also need to affirm them, you know, uh, about, you know, their, their, uh, their well-being, their health. And I think these are the little things that, are, again, goes a long way. Yeah, definitely husbands can play a role in affirming and, and speaking life um, you know, to, to their wives. Yeah. And I, I, I like how you say about those milestones. And sometimes, you know, being a first-time parent, you're not really sure, right? Yes, Are you yeah. doing a good job or not? And then you're like comparing to other people's babies exactly, and saying, yeah. oh no, my baby <laughs> has not done this yet. Yours has done it already. You know, yeah. And you're not sure. But exactly. husbands being there can actually um, you know, say, you know what, you're doing well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think we need to, to affirm that on that. And not be caught up, you know. Again, I think there's this whole uh, feel of uh, being competitive even in, in this area. Mm. But I think this is really where we have to just uh, pull back and say, okay, we'll grow at our own pace, you know, and have, have our children grow at, grow at their own pace as well. As long as we are putting you know, all the efforts in, I think uh, that's important. Yeah, I guess for me, um, learning to be chill about milestones is, is something we're still learning. Mm. Um, but I think also being proactive if uh, we're worried about a certain thing about our kid, to then re- for, for me to be proactive in reaching out, to just say, hey, let me ask my friends, my colleagues, and then to kind of like bring back assurances. Um, and I think on the point of appreciation, I guess the job of 
learning to fill our spouse's love tank never stops. Mm. And especially, I think, in terms of filling it in a way that they would receive better in terms of the five love languages. Um, so there's quality time, physical touch, acts of, uh, acts of service, gifts giving, and uh, words of affirmation. So I think my wife's primary uh, love language is uh, gifts and acts of service. Um, I remember in the initial weeks after our kid was born, it was her birthday. Mm. And so we were so tired. I was so maxed out uh, with helping a lot of different things. And I, I neglected to plan for her birthday. And I didn't get... What? <laughs> okay, okay, guys, chill. So I didn't get her a card. And I think she was really affected by that. Um, so of course, from the husband's point of view, I'm like, I'm already so maxed out trying to serve you and the baby in different mm. ways because acts of service is not my top love language. So it's sure. a bit more draining for me to keep tapping on that. Um, and, I, and it was coming from the point of view was, I thought you understand. But from her point of view, she didn't really feel so loved because I didn't give to her uh, in the way that she would have liked. So I think a learning point for me is to maybe plan in advance and to be more intentional in appreciating my spouse in the ways that she would like uh, to receive. Yeah. So that's something I'm still learning along the way in this journey. Yeah, and I think one of the secrets also for staying together uh, is having a heart of thankfulness, you know. Mm. Like the little, little things that your wife does, right? Just appreciate them for it. Yeah, because in our minds, you're the mother, well, you know, you're supposed to do this, right? <laughs> but I think the very fact that it's a, a, a shared responsibility, mm. uh, a shared goal as, as a family, we can actually be thankful for that as well. Yeah, one of the, I think one of the things, uh, Aaron, we, we always encourage you know, new couples, uh, as we talk about it in our marriage preparation uh, programs, right, is to, to let all of us know that actually relationships uh, grow better when we take time to appreciate and affirm one another uh, in the little things, you know. So like what Ralph said, right, all these uh, little things, uh, it may not seem very significant, but sometimes, you know, it's really important for the individual and we have to uh, make an effort or be very intentional in the little things of, uh, to affirm and to appreciate in the little things. Also giving, to give each other grace when we exactly. don't always yeah. meet each yeah, other's love. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there were times where I had to give my wife grace and she has to give me grace. And I think that's like kind of what you said, Josh, to be on the same team. It's not just co-laboring and caring for your kid, but also what does it mean to be on the same team as a married couple? Exactly. To release yeah. that forgiveness and to have uh, understanding and mm-hmm. understanding each other's needs and challenges. You know, Raf, you brought uh, to, to my, my mind, right? What happens if there's a disagreement during this time, you know? Especially, <laughs> tensions are high, uh, your, your wife is tired, you are tired, people, you know, just, how can we handle conflict? I think we have to go back to uh, where we find uh, comfort and release. So I think in, in times of disagreement, right, if my wife uh, needs that space and time, uh, that's where I will, I will give it to us. I mean, as, I think as fathers, I don't know whether it's true for, for everybody. We, we are very solution-based. You know, we mm. want to solve uh, everything right now and then, but maybe that's not what our wives need at the moment. <laughs> and so we just have to uh, give that space for them to maybe, maybe vent, you know, or maybe you know, just, just have their own uh, quiet time you know, for them to uh, just you know, process what they're going through. So giving each other space, I think for me, uh, helps a lot, uh, especially when we are uh, going through uh, a disagreement. Of course, you know, having an intention to come back again to, to talk about it you know, at a later time. Yeah, I've, I've got a, another question. This might be a little bit harder to handle. Um, what happens if there's conflict with in-laws during this time of mm. you know, um, 
just having a newborn in the family. <laughs> who's gonna Who's gonna yeah. take that? <laughs> so I, I I guess I can. So I think I think we realized that. Um, so for me and my wife, both our parents have different ways of wanting to participate um, in family in our family life, uh, especially with a newborn. Uh, and I think that to really talk about and clarify what our own expectations are of what it means to form a new family unit, uh, especially for me and my wife, we are I guess in a way to consider newlyweds. So we're still trying to navigate uh, what does it mean to be newly married. Plus now with a kid in the picture, there were all these dynamics at play. Um, I don't think we are at the place where we're like, oh, I totally understand. I'm totally comfortable with um, the dynamics of different families. Yeah. But I think talking about what our own expectations are, what uh, we think it should look like, um, especially and, and with our in-laws, and understanding the heart behind why we think so. I, I guess that process has been helpful. And I think it's maybe just a lifetime of Calibration and fine tuning. I don't know, Josh. Maybe you could weigh in on this and let me know what, what to look forward to. I'm still calibrating <laughs> <laughs> after so long. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting because 18 years ago, right? I was thinking about this, and when you, earlier, Aaron, we were talking about paternity leave, and so the joke was that a lot of fathers actually uh, take their paternity leave. Yes, they max it out. But they will go and play golf, and oh, really? <laughs> you know they will spend what? maybe one or two, eighteen years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe one or two days, you know, uh, with the child. Then after that, they they will go and do do other stuff, you know, for themselves. And uh, I, would, I was thinking about it, you know, and I realized that yes, I, I was very quick to criticize. But then I realized maybe one of the reason, right, is that they don't feel needed. Okay, because I I was looking at it from my perspective as having my parents uh, also in the process of caring for. For my children, right? Uh, sometimes as fathers, right? Because you know we are the it's the first time for us, so and we 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 seems to be doing everything wrong, and so that may actually uh, uh you know create a feeling like we are not needed, and so therefore we uh, we we kind of pull ourselves out of this whole nurturing and caring process and allow our mothers or mother-in-law to to come and take over, and I realized that I think we have to be very very intentional right from the beginning, right? to realize our boundaries. So one of the things that uh, uh, I think we did as, as a young family was to, of course, my, mother's, my mother would, uh, wouldn't mind you know, cooking for us for all our meals, you know, uh, you know, for all our dinners and everything. But we, we were very intentional to tell, our, our, or rather my mother at that time, that you know, we're going to, yes, we, we really appreciate all the things that you're doing for us, but on you know, certain days of the week, we're going to uh, do our own meals. You know, we're going to so basically having a life apart. You know, from uh, our caregivers, from our in-laws, so that we can, as you Ralph say, right, uh, uh, to create our own family dynamics. And I think having that that boundary is very important. Not only that, but to be very uh, to communicate. You know, in love to our parents, to our in-laws, that this is basically the boundaries that we are trying to draw for our families. And we hope that you will understand that it's uh, not. Uh, we are not disrespecting you, you know, for trying to retreat or trying to do certain things on our own. But this is important for us to build our own family. And so to, com to communicate that boundaries to our, our, our families and our in-laws, I think it's very important as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really resonate with that because my wife and I had to talk about this a number of times. And I think relating to what Aaron raised about conflict, I think what was helpful to me was having read this book called uh, Fight Your Way to a Better Marriage by uh, Greg Smalley. And in the book, he really talked about how a conflict in a marriage is not meant to like maybe pull the couple down, but if couples can see it as a way to learn more about each other, um, then that could actually be a conflict can be a way to strengthen marriage. And so even in my wife and I, in our discussion about different expectations of 
the involvement of our parents, um, it, I had to remind myself that it was not just about our different expectations of how they want to be involved, but why does this mean so much to my wife? And learning to say, these are her concerns, these are anxieties, these are her hopes and dreams, how can I better and support her as a, as a husband? Um, and I think also what Josh raised about um, husbands want to feel needed and their fathers as well. Um, I think something I really appreciate my wife uh, for doing is she would say, no, thank you for, for bathing her. I think you do it very well. Thank you for, for like singing to her, for rocking her to sleep. And she would say, oh, I think she really likes you rocking her to sleep. I think she really likes you uh, holding her. Like she really smiled at you. And I think that really made me feel like I have a unique, irreplaceable role. I'm not yeah. just another warm body in the, in the house is helping out yeah. things. Exactly. Yeah, especially for fathers where you can't nurse, mm-hmm. that connection may not be so intuitive or close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I really... And thankful to my wife for affirming that uh, in my role as, as a father. Yeah. Um, you know, guys who are listening, you are playing a role. You are important. You are needed, right? You are needed. But yet at the same time, you know, we need to find out the needs of our wives. And actually Focus on Family is having a survey right now to poll uh, what moms actually uh, need and what some needs that they have. And you can actually refer to www.family.org.sg survey for moms 2020 right so you can actually click on that link and take part in that poll so moms go find out and and take part in that um guys we are running out of time if there's one last tip or encouragement that you would like to say to our fellow brothers right to, to the dads what will you say how can they be better dads i was uh, reading uh i mean i was collecting my thoughts and i came across this uh, this uh, this paragraph that i thought resonated with uh, what i wanted to say and it says here, a baby will make love stronger, days shorter, nights longer, bankroll smaller, <laughs> but home happier, clothes shabbier, the past forgotten, and the future worth living. And uh, one of the key things I think as, uh, as my wife and I were talking about our parenting uh, journey and process uh, right at the beginning of our early years, uh, I think we came to the agreement that parenting has actually made us uh, to become better, better people. Mm-hmm. You know, because now that we are responsible, like you know, literally, totally responsible for another life, it actually helps us to be more uh, uh, intentional and conscientious about uh, what we bring to the table as a family. So I want to encourage you, you're rough, that uh, <laughs> as you begin this journey, uh, remember that, yeah, sometimes things are very tough, but... Uh, it will be all worthwhile uh, in the end, yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, I think the two kind of like main things, the one is, I think becoming a better parent involves being reflective on how I was parented. So I think uh, something I've been thinking about is how do I not parent out of unresolved issues with my own parents? Uh, learning to be intentional to do what they have done well, um, but also to kind of like move away from what I, what I see to be an area of growth I think it's, that's important like, that, we, that we don't just parent because we want to avoid, oh, no, doing this and we're angry or bitter. Um, and I think in the course of my work, I've also found uh, something, a piece of information that was encouraging to me that um, research has actually shown that the, the brains and the hormone levels of fathers actually change as they are about to become fathers. And, and I think that just shows me that our biology and nature has geared us and set us for success for this task. So I think to fathers out there, I'd say, you know, it's in you. You are wired to do this and you are set up for success. You don't have to feel like you're not needed because you do play a unique and irreplaceable role um, to your kid, uh, but also as a husband to your wife. Thank you, Josh and Ralph, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Aaron, for having us. Yeah. Thank you. 
So if you're listening in and you have any topics that you'd like us to cover, you can email us at parent at, at family.org.sg. Thank you and have a great week with your family.